your shot at $1,000. It is Tuesday, so coming up at 9 o'clock, we'll, we will do New Tour Tuesday. You're getting new Drake, new Kenny Chesney, new Mike Shinoda. For those of you that don't know, Mike Shinoda was in Lincoln Park. And then locally, we have a band called Front Porch Lights with their song, All of My Money. So we'll get into all of that. I'm excited about New Tour Tuesday today, Phantom. Yeah, yeah, I am as well. I uh, I want to hear this Mike Shinoda song. I mean, uh, you know, I know he did the Fort Minor thing when uh, when Linkin Park was on a bit of a hiatus, but now oh, yeah. that it's him doing his own thing, I wonder, is this going to be like him stepping into the rock world, or is this him going to try to, you know, rap, or, you know, who knows? I don't dislike Mike Shinoda, but right. I always found Chester Bennington to be the part of Linkin Park that I preferred. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I I think Chester probably had more, I mean, more of the chorus. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're singing as opposed to rapping, you're going to be singing the parts that everyone's like, you know, I just know. Yes. And I always felt like, and maybe this is just my life and my experiences, but I felt like when Chester was singing something or doing, yes, the chorus that I identified with that with what his what he was delivering lyrically more than I did with what Mike Shinoda was doing. I felt like I just I I don't know, like I, I related to it more, which I guess is kind of scary considering how his life turned out. What's the uh, what's the story of the uh, the local artist again? What's the uh, what's the So uh, Front Porch Lights. Now, I have never heard them. My buddy Connor is like the is like the lead singer of this band. All right? Now, I'm friends with his family. Like I know Connor, but I'm friends with his family. Okay, and I knew his old band, and I had heard so I've heard him be a musician, and they're good. I've seen his like his, and I forget what they were called, but his old band I actually went and saw live, um, you know, a couple of times. But they're opening up for Dave Matthews at the Agora on the twentieth. Dennis Kucinich just put something together. Excuse my eyes rolling around in my head there for a minute, and uh, and Dave Matthews is playing, and I don't know, I don't know how it happened, but From Porch Lights got selected to open. Well, they can't select that bad, right? I, I mean, honestly, like if you get into that situation, they can't be terrible. I wouldn't think. So he has a song called "All of My Money," and okay. when he sent it, it's now his mom's the one that sent that sent it to me, and she, her and I used to work together at another radio station. Okay, and. So she's no longer in the business. So, but she sent it to me and she goes, Hey, I know you do this thing on Tuesday. Don't feel like the need to do it, but if you want to. And so I was like, I didn't even listen to it. I was like, All right, well, I kind of need a local for this week anyway. <laughs> He's got the Dave Matthews things coming up. I'm working that show. It's a good tie in, whatever. But when he sent the email out, he sent it to everybody he knew and he said, Two things you're not allowed to do with this song. One of them was like, Send it to everybody else you know, which I'm assuming was sarcasm. Okay. And B, he said, You're not allowed to call it a country song. Now, Connor had been in like an easy, I don't want to say easy listening, because that kind of sounds like Huey Lewis in the news. He was more of like a, he's more in the vein of like a Jack Johnson. Well, I mean, he's opening for Dave Matthews. They there didn't, you, go. you know, they, they didn't pick, you know. He's not an ACDC guy. Okay. You know what I mean? So like, I, so I don't know if this song sounds more country or not. And like, that's why he's telling people don't call it that. I didn't intend for it to be that way, but it's just kind of, I don't know. Okay. But the song's called All of My Money. So we'll take a listen to that. I was going to say, it sounds like a country artist to me. I mean, uh, Front Porch Lights, that sounds like, if, if, if it's not a country artist, that's the title of a Blake Shelton album, right? Yeah, right. I mean, it doesn't sound crazy right. for that to be. I mean, it could be Coldplay or Blake Shelton, either right. one there. Right. I, I mean, right. it really could be either one. So, I mean, yes, I, I don't think it would be crazy 
to hear a little steel guitar in it. How yeah. are you this morning? Oh, uh, pretty good, man. Pretty good. I um, I feel like I just can't get it going this morning. It's my first cup of coffee, and I'm just kind of like, dude, get it. Come on, wake up, move, start doing it. Uh, but yesterday, found out about something that I am very excited about. Um, I was talking with uh, you know, with the people that run Project Rebuild, which is an organization that I uh, mentor with. And on the 21st, we are going to be doing a graffiti cover-up in Canton. It is their, like, national day of service, and uh, they had to come up with a project. So me and, the, you know, the woman who runs it, we were kind of talking about things, and um, we're getting it set up today, but we're going to have, like, an email address and, like, a place where people can submit, like, hey, there's graffiti in my neighborhood. And then on the 21st, we're going to go out there with, you know, the proper supplies and all that stuff and essentially try to take care of the graffiti problem in Canton. Ohio. Uh, see, a lot of people are going to like that. Yeah, so I felt like that was uh, it was pretty exciting yesterday when we found out about that. I um I have a different take of graffiti. Okay, and, and it, but it all depends, and here's where it gets tricky, and here's why you can't really let people just run amok with spray cans and let them do what they want. Because you don't, you're not going to get as much of what I want, you're going to get more of the other thing. Right? So like, I understand when you're driving down the street, if some 17-year-old has taken like a black spray paint can and put like, you know, D and B's on the side of buildings where it's like, that's not okay to spray paint penises all over buildings, right? But when you go to like Philly or New York or DC and and you see like huge stretches of like train railways that are done in really well done graffiti, it actually looks cool. Like I actually uh, like the the style. I was gonna say no, no you know, there, there's definitely a coolness factor to it. But at the end of the day, like if 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 you're trying to make an artistic expression, you you just can't go up to somebody's building and do that. You no, can't I go recognize up to that property and, and do that. And what they're doing is right. And, and what it all boils down to for me, and kind of what I've I, the reason why I thought this was a good thing to focus in on. Number one, it's obviously a project that you know there is an issue, but it's not an overwhelming issue. I can't say that we could just go out and clean up all the trash in Canton tomorrow because that's like good God, dude. Um, but this is something we that's can make true. like a tangible difference on right away, and it's one of those things that I think just makes a little difference in the sense of you go somewhere and you see graffiti, you see busted out windows, you see trash all over the place, and you just think, nobody cares here. Like, I can do whatever I want. Like, it's going to be easier for me to walk up and ask you for money, and then if you don't ask me for money, or if you don't give me that money, to continue to harass you, and then eventually mug you, because it's like, nobody cares that, here. That is 100% true. Nobody's, nobody's, nobody's enforcing the rules. Nobody's, nobody's living up to the standards. I totally agree. What I think cities should do is, and this is too much time, effort, and probably money, ultimately, in the end, is... Track down these guys who can't stop tagging these buildings and commission them. Give them a place in the city where you kind of put something there and you have them do it and legitimately do it and then get, you know what I mean, find an outlet. But like I said, 17-year-old kids with spray cans who don't know how to, you know what I mean, who are just drawn like gang signs or swear words, like that's all bad. But like there is a serious art form in it, and I think it would look, especially downtown, with how funky our downtown. Well, is. I mean, but that's the thing is there's so many artists, there's so many murals in downtown Canton. It's ridiculous. So if you're an artist that wants to go do something, your opportunity exists. Like there are, I mean, countless murals in this town. Like just, I mean, wall after wall after wall of them. So like if you've got this artistic expression that you have to get out of you, then do it in the appropriate channel. I'm not arguing for that not to be the case. I, I, I you're getting adversarial for some oh, weird I'm reason. Not trying to. I'm and trying to. I. Uh, uh, and but I just really respect the art form. And as a matter of fact, I've thought a million times about how I would like to find a couple of those guys if I owned my home and I don't 
that were really talented where I would just let them come into my house and take over every wall of my house and do just go nuts. Yeah, I mean, look at the like inside of Buzzbin. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, exactly like, right. Well, I mean, like, but the, you know, exactly like, right. So, but if that's the way it's done, I can kind of live with that. But again, like, dude, they paid an artist. It's not just some kid with a spray can. So I like what Project Rebuild is doing. That is cool. And for most people, dude, who live in neighborhoods that are riddled with graffiti, they're going to be like, hell yeah, dude, sign us up for that. Because you're making a great point. Where if you just leave trash on the ground and there's graffiti everywhere, it is kind of saying, we don't Uh, really care about this section right here. Do whatever you want. Sell drugs there. Be a prostitute right there. We don't really care. Nobody's obeying the rules. You are absolutely right about that. The cleaner something looks, the, the better people will behave around it. Look at us figuring out how people need to behave. There it is. There it is. It turns out 10% of us. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry. That's not right. How many of us? I'm, I'm a third of <laughs> a us. A third of us. 33%. Sorry. Of us. That's a higher number. A third of us would give up our voting rights in this country for this one thing. And I'll tell you what it is next on Rock 106.9. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword cash to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's cash to 200-200. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Still to come, obviously, 9 o'clock is New Turn Tuesday. You're getting new Drake, new Kenny Chesney. New Mike Shinoda from Lincoln Park and uh, Front Porch Lights locally. All of my money. Part of that. I'm excited about that, man. I want to hear that Mike Shinoda. The more you talk about that local artist, the more it sounds like a country song to me. I know. <laughs> like, I, well, here's the thing. All my money. When I read the email, <laughs> I would have never, because I know Connor, I would have never assumed he was in a country band because I know him. I would have never assumed that. And the song, I was like, okay, anybody can make that. Like, I mean, I mean, not that anybody can make a song, but anybody, you know what I mean? Like, the concept doesn't, I don't know. There's, it, it, but the, because he put it in there, now that's all I can think about. It's such blurred lines anymore. An acoustic guitar, and you know what I mean? Like, and all of a sudden, yes. it's like, I don't know. Is it a pop song? Is it a soft well, rock? Well, it's also, who, it, yeah. Know, I mean, who sings what it? What is it? How many times have you seen somebody cover a song and then, yeah. I mean, Luke Bryan did apologize, and it sounded like a country song because a country guy was doing it. I mean that's I mean yes you're right there is no real format anymore. No yeah it's just it's just all kind of a big mishmash. That's why everything's so good. <laughs> that that's just why make it all sound the same. It's gonna be fine. Everything gets better. So it turns out a third of us living in this country would give up our voting rights completely. Better be for something good, dude. (laughs) Yes, there's a price for everything, you know what I mean? But like this better be for something good. You're not gonna think it's good. But I but I'm telling you right now, most people would most people listening to us right now would A absolutely do this, and B, they would do it because they have to. Okay. Which is ultimately Again, we're going to get into why I think the government's shady here in a little while, probably. I'm not planning to go there, but I can feel it bubbling inside of me already. Right? A third of Americans would give up our voting right for a 10% raise. 10% raise. 10%. Now, it sounds crazy, okay? But here's what I'm going to tell you about me as a person. I do not link my Americanism, my, my nationalism, my, my, my being a citizen. I do not link any of that with my right to vote. I don't have this... This very romanticized vision of what my vote means, and that's my voice, and it's my ultimate right as an American. I have none of that. I don't view my vote to be any of that. 
Because I, as much as I, like, during voting season, want to tell people how important it is, ultimately, in the back of my mind, I really don't think it is. By and large, most people in this country voted for somebody else as president. And yet, we have a different president. So why the hell am I not giving that vote up for 10% for 10 more money on something that actually does matter in my life? Well, I mean, I guess if you're going to make the argument of, like... uh... You know, the fact that the person who didn't win the overall vote won. I mean, yes. I mean, I understand that's that's hard to argue away. The Electoral College, when people say my vote isn't worth anything, the Electoral College is hard to argue away. There, there's problems with it. So that's what I'm saying. I don't know how the average American listening to us, like this would, because when this hits Yahoo money, which is where we got it, what happens is, is that people who take politics very seriously in this country are going to share this their Facebook wall. And they're going to talk about how dumb Americans are. You big, dumb American. Look how stupid you are. No wonder things are so bad. It's because you're dumb, right? That's how this is going to be positioned. When in the reality, what I just said is true. By and large, most people voted for somebody else. And yet we ended up with a, with a president most people, most, again, did not pick. And so how am I to tell people then, yeah, dude, keep doing that versus taking 10% more money? I can't do it. I mean, especially if you're looking at it strictly from this national perspective of, like, voting for the president. Well, I think... Your your vote definitely is not as... Like, your vote in Ohio, not as worth as much as other votes, but worth more than others. So unless unless we get down to the system of one vote equals one vote, then, yeah. As it stands right now. Yeah. Now, if... Now, if... I would... This is what I'm going to say. I would sign off on this, and I would take 10% more money and I would give up my voting right. However, I would want stipulations. In okay. And that would be that if we ever change the system on how we elect leaders, then I want I want to be a, I then then I want back in. That I want back in. So what do you mean if 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 all of a sudden we Because what I don't want is I don't want the government going, "Okay, we'll do this." And then completely changing the way it's done, and now I'm on the outside. Well, but I mean, but that's the whole point of voting, though, is that you do get to you get to check the government every year, every two years, every four years. That's true. Ultimately, that is why we do it. Although yet nothing ever seems to get checked. Certainly not a perfect system, but I mean, at least it exists for, if nothing else, for the you know. I think I do this. I do. And I think most people do, too, and here's why. Most people vote for president. Most people don't even vote for mayor. Most people don't even vote for councilman. Most people don't even know when... Reg- do, do most people know they needed to be registered by the 9th? Probably not. That's what I was going to say, is I think that what you're getting into here is it's like, if you're telling me, hey, I can't vote on May 8th, I think it is this year where we'll be voting. Um, if you tell me that, hey, I can get a 10% increase this year, then yeah, because I don't care about local elections or I don't care about local issues for some people. But once it becomes something they care about, about once they want to get behind you know what i mean like you you ask people right now and it's gonna be like yeah whatever who cares maybe we'll vote yes or no for issue 13 whatever i don't care but if you if you ask them in the middle of like you know of a presidential clinton versus trump you know what i'm saying where like you had to where you had to have one if you would ask this question in 2016 i think it would have ended up a little bit differently the only thing i'll say that flies in the face of that or my theory there is that it was 55 percent of eligible voters voted this year so the fact that a third of people would give up the right to vote for more money they're already giving almost half people are already giving up the right to vote for nothing that's just my giving po- up the vote that's what i'm saying and i think that's that this is how this answer comes about is because people already are doing already this. not voting people don't vote 
I mean, dude, we got to for, for it to be like this American ideal and the, the most American thing you could do. And like this whole thing on how this country sells you this BS and how you're so important. Meanwhile, dude, all you got to do is wake up married or wake up and go to work and realize how not important you really are. Some uh, There's always another human being waiting to tell you how you're a mindless moron who's not doing something right. You're not important. None of us are. But yet we're sold this like this crap on this. That I think most people are starting to wake up and most people are starting to get through the BS meter and they're like, you know what, dude, none of this stuff works. So, yeah, man, if you're going to give me more of what I absolutely need, which is money, which my kid wants to borrow a ton of on Friday night to go to the movies with their friends. They need shoes. They need all this stuff. I, and I got to pay for it. If you're going to give me that versus, hey, I voted for this person and I didn't get my president. Give me the money. I, 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 under- I, I understand the frustrations of your voice and your vote not going the way that you want it to and like the 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 feeling of like well what the hell did i do this for i genuinely do um but i think if it, what you're doing here is putting your head in the sand and right now $10,000 if you're making 100,000 a year and you get a 10% raise so you get $10,000 extra you're like all right dude i need that $10,000 extra but like if this if this was a million dollars that'd be something but 10% i that's not nearly enough for me i would do it today Honestly, I would do this today. Other concessions would greatly impact an employer's life at work as well, they say. More than 55% of those surveyed said they would work an extra 10 hours of work for the 10% raise. Yeah, I'd work 10 hours extra for a 10% raise, right? Yeah, that works out pretty well, yeah. right? I mean, well, you're working 25% more throughout the year and only getting paid 10% more. So, like, that would, I mean, that would kind of suck, but, I mean... But for American math and how the employer pays you for time spent in the building, that's actually not that bad. I actually don't think that would be that bad. I would work 10 more hours a week, absolutely, for a 10% raise. But, you know, when you get paid two quarters, you know what I mean, separately at opposite ends of the year, it's not all that hard to get paid 10% more on top of that. But I think I would give up my voting right. I really do. Because ultimately, dude, I feel voiceless. I don't really feel like it's this ultimate American ideal, like it's the most American thing I can do, because I don't even think it matters ultimately at the end of the day. Like I said, by and large, most of us voted for somebody else. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. 9 o'clock is New Church Tuesday. New Drake, new Kenny Chesney, new Mike Shinoda. And then locally from Porch Lights, play that for you as well. I, uh, I, uh, I don't, <laughs> no, I am, I am. I'm not, I'm not going back to the voting thing. I'm not, not maybe not, not right now. Maybe All a little right. later. In the All right, we'll pick it up. I'm not doing it. I, um, all right. I, uh, uh, I believe I'm going to do something else that the audience is going to find very pretentious. Okay. I've been I've been slathered with this recently and okay. the fact that I was a cord cutter and like yeah. the audience attacked me for being like a little obnoxious about being a cord cutter. Yeah. Okay. Then I picked up, you know, the workout thing and I've been, you know, back at the gym pretty a lot and a lot of listeners found that to be a little pretentious and annoying. Okay. And I think I've now figured out the trifecta. What do we got? Christianity coming on? No, you no, born no. again? You born again? What do you tell me what you got going on here, buddy? What are you sober? Did you give up all the drugs? Everything's gone out of your life? No more boozing? No more nothing like that? What do you got? No, dude, that ruined one radio show. I'm not <laughs> down to ruin two. Like I'm not I'm not down to do that, right? I'm only I'm only going so far. But Maybe I'll go clear. Maybe, maybe maybe I'll go clear. No, I uh, I have been interested in something forever. Okay, it's an art form that I've always been like 
that is cool to me and it's interesting. Okay. And when I tell people what it is, what what here's why I'm hesitant. A, it is pretentious <laughs> as hell. It totally is. And B, it's it's going to make people who don't really know me as a person who just kind of listen to the show go, oh, "Well, of course, Stoner." Like and that, and that, so okay. so I don't necessarily okay. so all right, god damn it. So a female listener of ours who uh, it lists, writes in a lot. She you know every listens every day. She's great, right? She did this thing. Her and her husband went and did this thing that I've always been interested in. So I hit her up yesterday. I was like, hey, I saw on your Facebook that you guys did this. Can you give me a little background? What happened? How much was it? You know, this and that. They go to the body club or the body shop up there no, in Cleveland? No. no. What, what happened? Well, now no. I'm glad I didn't say her name. Like, now I'm glad. <laughs> Now I'm glad she probably doesn't know, but she doesn't even live in Canton. The body shop is what that's the swingers, swingers club. club. That's, that's the Canton swingers is. club right there. The body I, if shop. If I showed yeah. you a picture of this woman, I don't think swingers <laughs> the first thing you think. <laughs> Jesus, good lord! No, her and her husband went and did a glass blowing like class, like course. Okay, where you go, like you know about this, right? Where you? Oh, you oh, yeah, I mean, yes, I know that glass blowing is a thing, but no, I, I do not know how this. Okay, tell and me so more. I've always been. In, well, I don't know exactly. <laughs> I've always, and that's why I want to go. Okay. I've always been interested in this. So I guess according to her, like the people who run the course, it's not like they just go, "All right, here's what you do," and they like <laughs> bail. No, you can die. Yeah, like if you breathe in at the wrong time, like apparently you can die from doing that. Well, I mean, a, a dangerous thing to do, especially to the novice. You know what I'm saying? If you have zero clue and you just start going in there, and what is that? I mean, there's like a bl- there's like a torch involved. I mean, you're there's blowing like hot stuff. ash. You got that? You're 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 moving the the thing around. So she says they are with you the whole time. They kind of help you hold the equipment. They show you exactly what to do. They give you something you make it. You pick the course. And you pick like like the style of what you're gonna make before it starts. What, what, what do you want to make? What do you want to do here? Give me, I, your, give me the end game. I don't I, I don't see what's happening here. Dude, the end game, <laughs> and I don't know when end game takes place. I'm almost at the end of my life now. I don't. I'm always like preparing for like this moment the when finish I finish line. Here what, it comes. What, I, nope. Dude, I'm one of these people that keeps waiting for my life to start, and I'm effing forty. It, dude, it's not only is it have started, bro. It's over. Rear Wrap it mirror. up. Rear view mirror, baby. Just Porky Pig. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> folks we're done right like that's pretty much where we're at but like i keep doing i have all these fantasies in my head about like this interesting person i will become one day sooner or later you know yeah I, mean? I couldn't finger paint to save my goddamn life but i think if you take lava and put it on fire i'll be able to mold it into an ashtray i'm not allowed to use anymore because i don't smoke cigarettes so uh, what what is it about glass blowing that's calling to you i guess i i guess maybe it's just the way the final product looks when it's done that it okay. looks interesting to me okay and that i don't have any hobbies that aren't golf and <laughs> masturbating that it's like dude let's get another one of these in here now when you say you know the final product looks interesting to you I, I the, the logical place. I don't right. want to make bongs. Well, I mean I that's that's so like what what are you looking for? Like what's like are you well, looking you to make, make like like a vase or like yeah, you know I would, okay I would like to make a vase. something like that? You okay, don't think I can make a vase. No, I don't. Make a vase. I think can you I, can. I can't even say it. Um, I but but uh, it's just so it just. Uh, of all the different ways to kind of express yourself See, this artistically. this is why I always keep Pantone on his toes. Look at him. He's like, he can't even formulate it. And now here's the thing is I, I, I think most people would be better served in life to do something creative. I think it's good for you. I think it's good for the soul. I think it's good for like you as a person. 
I, I I support that and whatever the avenue is like and even if you suck at it like dude if you want to write poetry and it's terrible and you're like oh my god this is awful I don't ever want to show anybody fine but keep writing poetry if you want to paint pictures if you want to do the Bob Ross thing then go ahead and paint pictures I, I, I just of all the avenues we could have gone down here where if Sansbury would have been like you know what dude I you know I'm I, like the only thing that might have surprised me more is more is like if you started like crocheting or something you know what right, I mean well, like that's the only thing where I could be like what, what? Well, well I do have another one. <laughs> What's, what's your other one? I got another one of these artsy type things that I want that I wish I was good at. What do you got there? I don't, dude. Like the clay wheel. <laughs> dude, what are you talking about right dude, now? I, like, Who are you? No, hold on. Listen, dude. This is okay, crazy. I'm listening. It was like four Fridays ago, <laughs> right? And I was just at home with nothing to do. <laughs> okay. And I like I pulled up YouTube through my Xbox. And dude, for like three hours, I watched some shirtless. <laughs> I watched some shirtless hippie make like these, like like these clay things on his wheel, and he's like his foot. <laughs> he's got his foot going, and the wheel's going, and it was like I know that I don't. Here's the thing, and do my golf game can prove it? I don't have soft hands like that. Right. Like I grip my steering wheel too hard. I grip my golf clubs too hard. Like I'm a little forceful, and I don't have. Soft off hands like that. <laughs> I am going to like, they're literally, that clay is never going to amount to anything. It's just going to be a mess. And yet I want to be in there like ghosts, just, you know, making the wheel spin. I, I, I 100% support the idea of you getting out of your comfort zone, doing something that you're not necessarily going to be good at. Sometimes that's the best thing for you, man, is to go and suck at something. But I'm a little bit concerned you're not going to have in the, the middle of doing it. <laughs> I'm a little bit concerned you're not going to have the patience for this for it to really pay off. You're going to go once, you're going to suck at it, you're going to feel embarrassed, and you're going to be like, dude, I'm never doing this again. Okay. And that's, I don't want it to be a negative experience of like, dude, this this, this whole, you know, this okay. whole thing's terrible. That's a legit concern. Okay. Because I'm a crazy person yeah you are <laughs> right okay but and this is gonna sound crazy but dude the exercise and diet has been helping me with that okay no like, i'm sure that it has because been. because i feel like i am i'm achieving things and results are happening that i don't feel like i can't do anything anymore i'm sure day one of the gym you went in there all timid and like oh my god i don't know what to what do am I what, I, what, what am i doing i don't want to look stupid i don't want these people to judge me and now you probably walk in there confidently like i know what i'm doing well, i'm yeah, ready to go like there's still a little bit of feeling like that there but you just care less about it now like as a matter of fact one of the guys who works uh, works at the ymca was working out next to me yesterday and he's like young he's like 20 in shape the whole thing, yeah. and I was. I was like, I feel less than, but I didn't care. I stuck it out. But anyway, so, like, dude, like, I'm telling you, I want, I, dude, I, I don't know. I guess maybe it's like that I have like this dream that I'm going to win the lottery. I'm going to move to the middle of nowhere, Colorado. I'm going to gl- blow glass and make clay, ride my bike, play golf, and get the hell away from all of you people. I guess maybe that's what it is. Like maybe I do. Maybe I'm gonna build me a dude. I'll build myself a glass house, and I won't be able to throw stones. I uh, I just I just feel like I mean like like I said of all the things you could be talking about the the, the pottery wheel in the in the in the glass blowing like painting is easy and like but like no what glass blowing like at least but the painting nah, dude go up there and do it. See, here's the thing. Like I have no artistic ability in that regard. Like I can't draw. Dude, stick figures are tough for me. I cannot draw. I cannot paint. I can't do that. But I think I could glass blow. All right. I mean, have, did this woman give you the information? Yeah, did, she okay? gave me some phone numbers, gave me some stuff. It's All like right. sixty-five bucks for the the class. You got to wait for more classes to start. They're All not right. they're not in session right now. Apparently, these glass blowers <laughs> got a very very loose very loose schedule with their time and their commitments. 
But yeah, dude. No, apparently, dude, right. it's it's clay wheels and, and I glass support blowing. it. I support it. I would imagine here now the the people she gave me are not here in Canton, Ohio. With as much art happens here downtown, oh, somebody's yeah. got to be doing oh, this. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, I, I mean, there used to be a head shop downtown that uh, that did it, but I, I'm sure if if, yeah. if if you reached out to enough people, that you know, Arts and Stark would at the very least be able to point you in the right direction. Again, I don't want to make bongs. I know that's what people think. <laughs> well, I, yeah, yeah, of course. Dude, I can't barely even handle a bong anymore, dude. Those things are intense. You're shot at $1,000 next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 8 o'clock, apparently there's this big, huge problem with one of the world's most famous cartoons ever. There's Apparently there's this thing that's been hiding in there. That none of us thought about, and it's wildly insensitive. And you can pick up from the tone of my voice how seriously I take these charges. At 8 o'clock, we'll give you that. Good grief. People need a hobby and something to do instead of bitching all day, every day. I got good news for Canton, though. Apparently... We are getting an app, or maybe we've already have it. It's called C Click Fix. Okay. And this is for average citizens, you and I, Phantom, to be around the area, see a problem with Canton, not like it, want to see change happen, take a picture of it, and you send it in through this app that you're going to be used. It goes to the Canton's mayor's office. And then you'll be able to track your submission through the app, whether or not any action's been taken on it through the app. And they're saying this is going to help us get things as simple as like potholes fixed, which, by the way, I don't know if I can take credit for this or not, but two days after I bitched about that huge pothole on 11th Street downtown, surprise, there's a metal plate over it now. Surprise, I, um, it's fixed. I've, I've, I've known about C-Click Fix. I do. I, um, it's one of those things that, as a citizen... I think so many people are quick to complain about stuff, but it's like, well, I kind of feel powerless here of like, what do I do? How do I get this to the to the people that need to fix it? And this is this is the avenue you can use. So is it's out then? Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we can download this now. So yeah. Do you currently have it? I've used the actual website before. I've never used it as as the app, but I've submitted stuff on their website. What did you submit? Um, it was there was a there was a house that wasn't you know there was a a, a vacant house on my street that wasn't mowing their lawn so I submitted that and I've submitted potholes before so like all you have to do is go to it enter in the address of where you are and you can put additional information like well here's a picture of the problem here's what it is I I, I know that they'll you know pretty much take whatever it is so whether you've got graffiti or whether it's a litter problem or whatever like I said you've got somebody on your street that's not mowing their lawn it was the house like two doors down from me and I was like all right well I know that landlord is there like I know that you know it's not vacant it's not like the bank's not taking care of this this was a landlord just not doing his job so I was like well you know report him I am I'm downloading the app right now and it looks like this is a multi-city thing like this guy has sold this into multiple cities yeah he came up with this idea about 10 years ago, he says, 
when he had a problem with graffiti near his house, which, uh-huh. by the way, Fantone, again, tell people what you guys are doing with Project Rebuild. So Project Rebuild, and, uh, and, and they will be working to remove graffiti out of Canton, Ohio. I know, you know there's a somewhat serious problem with that, and we are setting things up right now that on the 21st we are going to be doing a big graffiti cover-up. So uh, as more information becomes available, I'll certainly fill people in with how to, how to submit things and stuff. So this guy said he saw a bunch of that near his house, and he goes, I need to fix this. And so 10 years later, he has the company now. He serves, uh, he, I guess he's got 330 clients, uh, including Canton, Toledo, and a couple others in Ohio. He says it creates a culture change pretty quickly in communities where it's been deployed, he says. I could see this. Yeah. What I like is this is accountability, which I like, it, is because is people can complain all they want. You know what I mean? But like now you, you can actually alert people who have the ability to make change and then hold them accountable. Like, no, bro, you were told. Look, you were told right here you were told. Right. And so there's a, I, I just I think now we may be heading into an era, and again, for a guy who's a pessimist, we may be heading into an era with stuff like this where maybe we can see real, honest-to-God change because people are going to have to do their jobs and not just steal money and sleep in their office all day because we're going to make them. Now, uh, you know, obviously that transparency is great and the fact that you can see the progress being made. A big part of the problem is, though, is, dude, you can click, you know, or see, click, fix all you want to if the city doesn't have the funds to go take care of that or doesn't have the crew to go get to that. You know what I'm saying at the moment? Well, that must not be our problem, though, because they're rolling it out and asking for people's help in it. So they obviously have resources to fix something. Well, I'm just saying it's not going to automatically, you know what I'm saying? Just because you submit something today doesn't mean like, oh, well, later this afternoon, well, guys are going to be out there. No, again, and that's how stupid people are going to interact with the app. And yes, they're going to be mad when the pothole doesn't get fixed inside of an hour. But that's, of course, an unrealistic expectation of what's going to happen here. But that is most people. Uh, it's it's very much the same thing like when I always say people have a misunderstanding of what they should get for dollars spent in entertainment wise too. They're, they're still going to have to come up with a priority list just because you submit something doesn't mean it jumps to the top of the priority list. You know what I mean? Like just because it's like, and I think a part of the problem is, and I, I know this has been something that some people have complained about with this in Canton before, is that you get to a point where it's like you're going to start having people abuse this in the sense of, I don't like my neighbor, therefore I'm going to submit them for not taking care of their lawn. I don't like my neighbor, therefore I'm going to say something about their kids are always outside on this. I you wonder, know what I mean? Yeah, because, uh, dude, I know there's pro- there's got to be, like, in 911 operators' offices, there's got to be, like, a list of people who are, like, constantly calling. I'm sure their accounts are flagged, and I'm sure it's going to be a very similar thing. And you got to think, too, at least, nine, like, like, you know, calling 911 for frivolous means that's against the law. Dude, you can see, click, fix. You can, you can put whatever the hell you want in there. You know what I mean? Right. So like, it's There's going to be a level of that. I mean, literally you called for somebody not cutting their grass, but I, I don't know. I don't know if that's necessarily going to, you know, I, I, I don't know if that's, that's enough to, to veer away from it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's going to be points of it where they get abused or are misused. And that doesn't mean that it's not still doing no, good. I mean, there's loopholes in everything. It doesn't mean we don't do cool things. I mean, that would just be stupid. I, um, I will say about the pothole problem here, though, is that it seems like it's getting better. It seems like they are like moving through the city and fixing a lot of them. Yeah, the thing that just kind of makes me scratch my head sometimes is like, just why is it like, like Tusco get neglected? And it's like, well, why are you doing these side streets? Like sometimes that just makes me scratch my head of like, well, why are you doing, you know, why are you doing this street over here? And it's not, you know, I'm sure there's some sort of rhyme or reason to it. Um, I, I'm my guess is it's probably partially still weather related. Um, it, the, and the amount of tusk you're going to have to shut down 
to do it properly. It might maybe there's a better time to yeah. be doing it that, than right now. I mean, I'm not you know, like I said, I'm not trying to like they. I'm sure they have a rhyme or reason, but it just it's it's always like, well, why why is this where you're doing this as opposed to like this heavily trafficked area up here? This is the worst time of year because the potholes are being filled in, but then they're not being smoothed out. So there's just like that loose gravel that sits yeah. on top of the pile, and you just hear that stuff smacking every inch of your car all the way down, and you just know. It's like, okay, well, I'm just ruining the side of my car with this stuff. So it's either bend your rims driving down the street or ruin your paint because of the way we fix it. I, Dude, I, I, there is no way people are going to sell me on the fact that we don't have a way to do this better than we're doing it right now. Yes, we do. We have food that never goes bad, but we can't figure out how to fix a pothole without these very simple problems and without the same potholes showing up again next year. Yes, we do. We absolutely have that. So why aren't we rolling it out? And my best guess is is that it's job protection because a lot of that stuff is government job. That's my best guess. But we obviously have a better fix for that. More Sansbury Show after you get hooked up with this $1,000 right now. Rock 106.9. We'll get you guys hooked up with a thousand dollars coming up at eight ten. I'm sorry, seven eight ten. Jesus Christ, it's already seven thirty. What? I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that, but it's it's already almost seven thirty. It's almost seven thirty. Wow, time flies. Wow. I'm not even having fun. No, <laughs> having a terrible time in here. It's Isn't awful, that, dude. Well, here's the thing: even if I was having fun, I wouldn't tell anybody because they hate that. I um, I uh, I, I know this is one of those things that it's like, well, you're gonna keep getting older and it's gonna keep getting worse. But goddamn, dude, time just flying, flying. right now, flying. You right and I were just talking. May's almost here. Yeah, and that's halfway through the year. Yeah. I don't. I mean, dude, May's my. Per- Although we do get the new Han Solo movie. There it is. I'm excited about that. That trailer up for you at wrqk.com. Uh, we're not going to talk about this, but I, I, I do. I, 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 I just thought about it, and so I want to mention it. What is that, dude? It's been almost two months since I've had a slice of pizza. Jeez. Yeah. I told myself when I started this whole thing out that I would have cheat meals, and that there were going to be times where I was where I would allow myself things that you should not eat. For. Well, yeah, I mean, because you kind of have to. Otherwise, you're just going to break. Well, and I feel one coming on pretty soon here. Actually. Be, because at the end of the day, dude, I mean, like, really, what are you trying to accomplish here? Being a healthier, happier person, like that doesn't. You're not going to be an Instagram model. You know what I'm no. saying? There's no use of like. I want clothes to fit better, and I want to be happier. You feel better about and yourself, so, right? Yeah, dude, you can eat a little bit here and there, but right. like the one thing I said to myself is, dude, don't do pizza because it always derails you. Always, always, always derails you. So what I've decided to do is not have a slice of pizza until my birthday, and which is May 25th, by the way. A couple of shopping days left. Get on it. A little bit of time. Yeah, we get on it. Get, get on it together for the for the boy. And, uh, right. and but that's and so that's the thing. And so I don't. I haven't even decided yet. But on my birthday, I'm going out for pizza. Going hard on a pizza. Yeah, I'm going out for pizza and beer. It's gonna happen. Yeah, man. I mean, I I uh, I, I think that's pretty reasonable. It's almost two months. It's a pretty big accomplishment. It's my for favorite you too. food. It'd be one thing if you were like, eh, I'm just like not ordering stuff through windows and i'd be like all right that's a step in the right direction but to uh to well, say i'm also not doing well it. but to say no pizza for yeah. you like it's really hard that's a significant accomplishment it's for really, you, buddy. Really, Congratulations. really hard yeah almost two months now. all right so a lot of you are married okay 
Now, we know the divorce rate in this country, in the United States, hovers around 51-52%. It kind of fluctuates back and forth. I don't know exactly where it sits today, but it's, it normally hovers around 52%. Right? I um I just by chance have Canton like stats up at the moment, and 33% of people above the age of 18 are married in Canton, Ohio. This wow. is coming from citydata.com. Really, and I just—I swear to God, just by chance, I had this because I was looking up something else, and I just saw that. So. I, I, I want to. My, my initial reaction is, "Whoa, I'm kind of surprised," but I'm not really. This this does kind of seem to me like a place where you marry your high school sweetheart. N- n- now married, thirty three percent; separated, three percent; widowed, seven percent; divorced, seventeen percent; never married, thirty eight percent. Oh, I would have thought all those numbers would have been higher. You know, but I mean, that's at least a general idea of what, because here's the thing, if you got divorced, but you're now married, you know, you married again. Sure. So you, you've got, you've, you're kind of speaking for both there. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. You're absolutely right about that. So the divorce rate hovers around 52% for the country. Okay. So, so much so that a divorce lawyer, James Sexton, wrote, is writing a book, wrote a book. All right. And his whole thing is, no one's really meant to be in my office. So this guy's coming up with some tips on how to help you, like, save your marriage. Yeah, I don't think anyone ever gets married with the intent of getting divorced, right? Very rarely, I mean. I don't think anybody ever got married with with intending to get divorced. I do, however, think there are more than enough people in this country who have gotten married and thought to themselves, well, I can get divorced if it doesn't work out. I think that that's I think that's definitely happened. Which ultimately, if you ask me, there's not a whole lot of difference in those two things. They're they're more similar than I would want my the person I'm marrying. I will I wouldn't want the person I'm marrying thinking that way. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Uh, okay. fair enough. Okay. So he says there are a couple of things you can do here. And, you know, it's all filled with very easy advice. And ultimately, he's leaving loose ends in here. So you end up buying the book, right? He's not going to give he's not going to give you everything. He wants you to buy the book. He says, but I do tell people that they should just try to see the best version of themselves in whatever choice they make. He says it's hard to stay together, but it's also hard to split up. And what I tell people in the book, and certainly in the conclusion, he says, is whatever path you choose, try to remember that marriage was appealing to you and to your spouse because you both had a very human need for connection and for love and for someone who was cheering for you in a world that feels very, you know, against you sometimes. And I disagree with that. Really? I do. I think there are a lot of people listening right now who got married absolutely underneath that premise. But let's not pretend that there aren't some guys, and I would imagine more than a few women, too, who got married because it was the, well, if we don't, we're breaking up. And I think a lot of people, and this is why I think, now, again, this is just my opinion, and I'm estimating here. I don't know this, but I would just think that that's how we got to 52% divorce rate is because people thought to themselves, I don't want to go through this again of having to find somebody that I like again. We live together. What's the difference? She wants to do it or she's going to go. Fine, I'll do it. And that's how we get here. I don't think everybody got together because the, because of these things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and whether it's through like you feel the pressure from societal norms of like maybe when you're younger like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do with my life and and this is, you know, the steps that we're supposed to take as a couple or you're right, you feel like, you know, you're in this relationship and you don't want to necessarily go find another one. Um anytime you make a decision 
in especially in relationships, but I think in a lot of things. But anytime you make the decision of like, I'm going to do this and it's going to fix the issues that we have, you're wrong. Like, okay, we're a couple. You know what? We're fighting a lot. Maybe if we move in together, things are going to get better. No. No. Okay. All right. So now we're living together and we're having some issues. Maybe if we, you know what? If we get engaged and get married, that's going to put everything together. No. All right. You know what? We're married and you know what? We can't stop fighting. We haven't effed in forever. Let's have a kid. Okay. Now, see, you always mention this and you're absolutely right about it. So I want to ask just the average like human being, what the hell were you thinking? So let me get this straight. You're living, cohabitating with another mm-hmm. full-grown human being, and you're not on the same page. You're not on the same page. All you do is argue you can't figure out. And you think the answer is a pooping, screaming machine? If that's what you think, I'll come over to your house every night for dinner. <laughs> Don't have a kid. What the hell's the matter with you? I will come live. I will yell live yeah, in your and face. He all the time. That happens all the time. Why would people think that a screaming machine is what's going to make their marriage fix? Like, how dumb do you got to be? Know. Why do they think a screaming machine is going to make their morning commute better? I don't know. Now, <laughs> again, I think maybe what I'm doing, what I'm being guilty of there is excusing something away too simply okay so what i think happens there is is people go well i'm not necessarily opposed to having another kid and she really wants one so fine let's do that but if it's both of you just going well i don't know let's well maybe a baby i mean dude a baby it's not a good decision a baby and i agree with you like if you're a couple if you're a boyfriend girlfriend and you're not married not engaged and you're having problems already moving in together is not going to fix it you don't really know anybody until you move in with them. Now, Fantone, you've been with your girlfriend, what, three years? Yeah, four years? the entirety of the show, so, so four So about four years. years. Yeah. yeah, about four years, essentially, right? You've lived together for at least, what, three, three right? Three of them, yeah. Okay? I'm just guessing that there were things you learned about your girlfriend after she moved in with you that you did not know. Now, you're obviously okay with them. Of course, yeah. But there was obviously some... some. Can you give me a... If one? I mean, dude, let's not like ruin your girlfriend's life. No. But <laughs> can you give me like... A, a very, you know, innocuous, like, I didn't know this. I know I'm putting you on the spot, so if you don't have um, it. I, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I guess, like, you know, my girlfriend, she, you know, is, what do I want to say here? Much like every other woman, she is, you know, concerned about how she looks and concerned about what she does and concerned about all of that. Um, one of the things I didn't necessarily know about my girlfriend was, like, her routine of, like, all right, because she's good about things. All I have to do is say, babe, we're leaving at three, and she'll be ready to leave at three. I didn't know, you know. God, you're lucky. I, I, that's the whole thing, though, is if I don't give her that 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 heads up, that's when it's going to fall apart. When it's just like, hey, go get ready, then it's going to be like, all right. So you well, got to be like the camp it counselor. Could be, it could be 20 minutes or it could be an hour. If I just say, hey, go get ready. If I tell her in the morning, hey, we're leaving at three, She's then done. she'll get it done. So, like, I think I just had to learn, like, kind of her, like, how to work her schedule to to meet, you know, because one of the things about me is I really do like being on time when I say I'm going to be somewhere. So, like, learning how to do that with each other and kind of how to, like, you know, as a couple, find the best way to do that. I think that's something that we had to, had, had to work on there. My, dude, my dad and mom fought about my mom's inability to get her purse and her makeup ready to go. Dude, my dad, dude, there were certain, you know, there's just certain things that make you mad. Mm-hmm. Being late made my dad crazy. Mm-hmm. Suzanne! Like, dude, just made him crazy. Dude, when he whipped out Suzanne, oh, it was, was it? that was it. Suze! And I, that's how it started. Sue? Suze! Suzanne! I mean, he just, he went, dude, he would just build up. And when he got all the way to Suzanne, David and I were just at the table, like, Mom, get your keys. Let's go. Let's go. He's, he's going to freak out. Like, that was his thing. And so much so that I picked it up from him. 
that like, dude, I keep my watches normally fast. I keep my clocks in my house fast. Like, I worry about that. I don't like being late to things. So uh, that that was one of those things where like she not necessarily doesn't consider about does, didn't necessarily care about being punctual as I did. So we kind of had to come to a common ground of like, well, how do we take care of this? Okay. I, uh, I I just, I think this guy's broad stroking it. Now, maybe there's more real advice in the book when he wants you to buy it, but I think making it sound like people got together because they wanted to be together, I don't think that that's always true. I think my buddy Marty always used to say this to me, and he's absolutely right, because I would look at people in relationships and be like, dude, he's miserable. Why is he doing this? She hates that guy. Why is she still there? And my buddy Marty would always say this to me, and I think he's so right. And he said, Dan, you got to understand that for most people out there, the fear of being alone far outweighs the fear that you might be with the wrong person. I understand that to an extent. I do. I, I, I understand as we get older, it's like you do want that camaraderie. Um, but I don't know. Like, I just don't mind being by myself. Like, if this was like, you know, if you're in a situation where it's like, oh, my God, this is I'm fighting more. We're fighting more than we're than we're enjoying each other. We're not, you know, growing on any real level. Like, then what? what leave, leave her. Leave yeah. I, I, leave, I, walk away. See, I'm, I'm clouded here, man, because I don't know what's right. Ultimately. Because nobody handles relationships as well as you should because we all bring baggage into them and we all bring, you know, and so nobody's handling them on a completely healthy level. So least of all me. Right. But I have been too guilty of, in my life of going too far the other way. Oh, we're fighting now. This obviously means it's not meant to be. We're done. Like I bail. Like I have bailed. When thing, you know what I mean? When because I've because I'll think about it and be like, ah, I like her, but I don't love her. So if we're fighting this much over somebody I don't love, then why am I doing it? When I don't, where I think maybe what's happened is is maybe I've been guilty a couple of times of not allowing things to develop far enough to see if love is actually in there. I don't know why we're doing this right now, but like, yeah, sorry, I, lay down on that couch, but buddy, we got but, but so I yes, I so it's very hard for me sometimes to give people that advice because my instinct is to be like, well, dude, if you're miserable, go. Yeah, like I mean, there's a but, guy who listens to us who gets mad actually when we talk relationships. He He's like, because you throw around people should just get divorced so easily. He's like, dude, I'm married. I got a wife. I don't want people feeling that way. He's like, I honestly think he's like, you have a very pessimistic view. And he hates when we talk this stuff. Such a difference between being miserable and like getting in a fight. You know what I'm saying? If you're truly miserable, and I guess that's what it is, is people are too quick to go to, oh, this is making me miserable. Hyperbole. Is it really making you miserable? Or did you guys just get into a fight because of a miscommunication? You don't know where to have dinner. You know what I mean? Oh, you don't. Right, 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 right. right. and, and, And that's the thing. It's like it's very quick to go to that extreme of like, oh, I'm miserable. And it's like, or did, or did you just have a disagreement? Right. I hate my life. Now, like, there's yeah. plenty of relationships where people are true to the heart miserable. Yes. And if you cross that barrier, if you go, if you go, you know, over that line in the sand right there, then it probably is past the point of no return. And it is time for you to walk away and, and, and get into a healthier relationship, whether that's with somebody else or with yourself. But if it's just like the, the ups and downs of life, which we all go through, I think that's where people are too quick to eject. I, I would agree that it, that that we the human being make our struggles out to be so much harder than they actually be because it justifies us complaining then and then in the end you end up building up the problem and making it way worse in, in your head but I also think that dude a lot of people in this country got married because their parents wanted them to or because you were together forever and we either get married or we end up you know what I mean the amount of people I know that are married that have a kid that will now say to me when nobody else is listening that if I had to do it all over again, I knew I shouldn't have married this person and I did it anyway is a lot. Like I know a lot of people in that situation 
And I guess I have just never wanted to be one of those, which is why I'm this one of the reasons. It's not the reason. Let's be honest. There's a list of them. But it is definitely on the list of the reasons on why I'm this late in life and have not been married is out of the fear of that. Of like I make horrible choices. And so the making a lifelong decision, which is what I consider marriage to be a lifelong decision, because that's the model of it I grew up with in my house, is that it was a lifelong decision that I view it that way. So it makes me hesitant to make any decision in this matter. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. 810. We'll pass on another $1,000. Man, today is flying for me. I don't want to jinx it, but it's flying. Yeah, we need to turn Tuesday before you know it, buddy. Yeah, coming up 9 o'clock, you get new Drake, new Kenny Chesney, new Mike Shinoda from Lincoln Park, and also locally front porch lights their song all my money and uh they will be opening for dave matthews at the agora on the 20th i would tell you where to get tickets but it sold out from what yeah, I, I was gonna say isn't that i mean with the dennis kucinich thing was were those tickets even open to public or was it like I think donors so, only but i think it was like uh, that i mean i think it was very quick all right so i know they're playing dave matthews is gonna play i'm um i wasn't going to work but they asked me last time i worked i said dude this is kind of a big thing we would love to have you and i was like okay i'm like yeah i'm like i'll be there so I'm, I'm interested to see how that goes. I don't, if I'm being honest, I don't love doing anything that helps Dennis Kucinich. I don't love doing that, but I'm not so political that I'm going to be like, no, I'm not helping him. I'm not one of those guys either, but in the back of my mind, I don't love that I'm, that I am not a big Kucinich guy um, running for governor this time around. Any reason why you're not a big, uh, big, uh, you know, fan or I just feel like there hasn't, there's not enough. There hasn't been anything that's happened that makes me go. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm behind you. And it's just, okay. he's always there. Like, dude, just go right. away. Like, I feel like just go away. But you know, it's his rally, and I got to serve wine at it. So he's doing better than me. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, are people gonna get drunk at that thing? Like, is that oh, something yeah. you get hammered at? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I actually told another person I work with. I said, "Get ready." I was like, "That will be probably one of the hardest nights of your serving career." Really? Yeah, because these people will be entitled. Okay. They'll have money. They'll feel like they can treat like the staff any which way they want. I've worked these kinds of things before. It's much like when you work a wedding. People feel like they can just say whatever they want to. I've bartended weddings too, and it's normally not great. There's okay. Every once in a while, we'll do this, and I keep seeing this one. And I posted about it on Facebook yesterday just to see. I was like, "All right, are other people out there feeling the way I do?" It turns out, yes, you are. So okay, I, that's usually a good test of okay. Then let's discuss it openly on the program. And every now and again, Fantone and I will take something we see on the internet and go, "Wait, what? This is what's happening?" And there's a meme going around right now. And it's not a political meme. It's not about guns. It's not about condoms being snorted through nostrils. It's not. It's about food. And I, for the life of me, can't figure out why this is being passed around. Now, this isn't about the fact that it's like a fattening food and I'm on a diet. It's not that. This is, I see this meme constantly. Does anybody still eat meatloaf? Share this picture of meatloaf if you do. <laughs> So I'll ask you, 
Has there been a shortage of people eating meatloaf? Are we abandoning the loaf at numbers where we need a campaign to save it? This is like when I lived in Oregon, and I kept seeing signs all over Oregon that says, Keep Oregon weird! And I looked at my friend Catherine and I said, How much weird did you assholes lose where you feel like you need to go on a campaign to save it? This place feels pretty weird to me! Like, are we just abandoning the meatloaf? No, I don't think we're abandoning then the what meatloaf. what the hell, dude? I'm going to make the assumption that if, you know, we uh, we looked at meatloaf consumption throughout the years, I don't think it's going to be it's all that different. delicious. As a matter of fact, I didn't eat meatloaf until way late in life because I didn't like the name of it. It scared me. Okay. All right. Well, maybe that's gross. the thing. Well, yeah, I mean, you throw loaf on anything and it starts to get a little bit like like an olive loaf and you're like, oh, It wasn't oh, until my, my mom was like, it's just a big piece of hamburger, yeah. you dumb idiot. Now, was your mom, was she brown gravy or was she red, red sauce on my the... My mom uh, didn't make the meatloaf a ton no? because my brother and I were like, we don't like it because yeah, it says meatloaf. loaf. <laughs> and my dad didn't prefer, my dad didn't like my mom's meatloaf because his mom made like the best meatloaf ever. Okay, all right. Well, you know, I think that's one of the things like saying like, oh, I have the cutest pet ever. It's just like my mom makes the best meatloaf ever. And <laughs> okay. His mom was, a, you know, a full-blown, you know, Italian off the boat. So she was a red sauce person. People get so... It, it really, this is that nostalgia factor coming into play here. And people are like, I remember playing outside and swinging in a tire swing. We're share this if you do too. Oh, and my it's friend's like, box were in the yard. And it's like, it's like, no, they weren't. What, I mean, what kind of, what kind of life are you living where that's like the signal you want to send out to the world where it's like, man, like, boy, things are so much better then. And like, I get it. Like you look back on your childhood and it's nostalgic and you remember eating your mom's meatloaf, but like it, that doesn't, I don't know. Like, like th- why, why is that the message that you feel compelled to send out into the world? Did this come like, I just assumed this was about Will Ferrell's thing from that movie. Mom, get the meatloaf! No. From, but I mean that was twenty years ago. Yeah, I was gonna ago. say, I mean, this isn't this isn't wedding crashers come back to haunt us. Like, so like, no, this is people trying to virtue signal with nostalgia of like, I was a part of a time that was so much better. If you remember Optimus Prime, you, you had a great childhood. And it's like, no, my uncle still molested me, bro. Like, what do you want? You yeah, know what I'm I saying? Know. I always see like, that. What, too. What, what, what are we talking about? I had a great childhood. Did I add Super Mario Brothers? My right. night, my childhood was still a nightmare. Right. Like Yeah, I know. I, I, I mean, it's just it's just ridiculous to me that people feel like that that's the thing that's like really like yeah this defines me as who i am why do strange why is it so important to us like again you know what i had the urge to do yesterday and i stopped myself from doing it posting lyrics on my facebook page okay i had the urge to do it because i was listening (laughs) to a song and i felt a certain way about it and i want for some reason you want people to know that why the hell do we want people to know do you know how much validation i get in my life yeah Dude, if you open my inbox, you would think I'm the most popular dude alive, and yet I still feel like I need more. That's what it is. It's that validation. It's that somebody patting you on the back in a different way than like standing, being a quote-unquote social justice warrior. This is another form of virtue signaling where it's like, yes, pat me on the back. I'm a good person. I was a part of something good because I ate meatloaf. Really? Like, really? I mean, dude, I did, dude, a ton. Like, I, I, I mean, just pounds of meatloaf have gone down my mouth before. But I'm not like, oh, dude, look at, look at me, look at the tall guy, just meatloaf fat over here. All right, here's what we're gonna do in what the eight o'clock hour. Eat meatloaf? Who swallowed more meatloaf, <laughs> Fantone or Stormy Daniels? We'll find out. Your shot at a thousand dollars next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right, I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9.
1069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 1069. You're about to get hooked up with a thousand dollars. I have to uh I have to try to remain calm during this next piece of subject matter. Because I'm furious about it. I'll be honest with you. And I've I've reached my breaking point with people. And I've reached my breaking point of, of how much I care about whether or not you're offended or if something's a problem for you. And I've got a perfect example and a personal experience as to why I am the perfect person to tell people, oh, something's hard? Suck it up. I don't care. I got, I'm the perfect person to tell you why. And I'm the perfect person to be able to look at somebody and be like, oh, something's going to be harder for you because of this? I don't care. Suck it up. Do it. And I'll tell you what all that is here in a second. But a guy, I think this was about a year ago, maybe more even, did a documentary called The Problem with a Poo. And a poo, for those of you that don't know, is the clerk of like the convenience store in Springfield, the town in which The Simpsons takes place in. Now, there's a bunch of reasons why they're mad. But ultimately, here's what it is. Hank Azaria is a white actor who voices Apu. He admittingly based it off of a Peter Sellers impression of Peter Sellers doing an Indian accent. So you see what I'm saying? It's a, it's, it's a gimmick of a gimmick of something. And so now, of course, because we treat every individual in this country as a protected class, which is where we are going wrong and where we are going off the rails, this now needs to be a problem for the producers and writers of The Simpsons. Okay, The Simpsons is one of the most strong brands this country's ever seen. As a matter of fact, you could make the argument that you could debate what's the bigger thing coming out of Portland, Oregon. Matt Gronig or Nike? You could debate it. You could absolutely debate that. I think Nike wins, but in the end, you could debate it. That's how important Matt Groening has been, who is, of course, the founder and creator of The Simpsons. So people now have an issue. We have a little audio of a poo, so you can actually hear what this impression sounds like. Thank you. Come again. When are people going to learn? Democracy doesn't work. Please don't knock the land that I love. <gasps> Jury duty. Oh, today I am truly an American citizen. <sighs> now I, I finally have time to do what I've always wanted. Write the great American novel. Mine is about a futuristic amusement park where dinosaurs are brought to life through advanced cloning techniques. I call it Billy and the Clonosaurus. Oh, you have got to be kidding, sir. First, so you there's think a of an idea that has already been done. And then you give it a title that nobody could possibly like. Didn't you think this was... seller list for 18 months. Every magazine cover had it. Popular so there he is, right? So there, you get the gist of what he sounds like, right? Now, you can obviously tell. Now, I can tell that Tank is area because I'm a fan. But you can obviously tell that that is somebody doing that voice, that that is not somebody with, the, with a traditional accent voicing that. And this, of course, is now a problem for people, and I don't know why. I don't know why. And The Simpsons is a great show to show you exactly why these people who are bitching about this have no case to stand on. Bart Simpson, arguably the character the show is based around solely. Bart Simpson, voiced by a woman. Argument over. How about the cop drawn literally as a pig? No problem. How about 
Fat Tony, the mobster, total Italian stereotype. How about the pizza shop owner? Total stereotype. How about the comic book store owner? Total stereotype. The entire show is based on stereotypes. To pretend that Apu is the one problematic stereotype in this, what about the Irish guy? No problem with that one. So there's the Italians, there's the Irish, no problems. Would you think that they had a better argument if they had a problem with all those things? Is is, is no. the lack of consistency what the issue is here? Well, it's part of my issue. My issue is is that, you, dude, this is why you people have a problem with these things. You know why? You know why people have a problem with entertainment? You know why they have a problem getting offended with entertainment? And it's really simple, and they'll never admit it because it's on them. Because your life is too goddamn easy and you got too much time to sit around and create problems that aren't really there and i'm gonna look at this guy that's telling me america's so hard to grow up in and it's so hard to live here now because of a way of poo and that's how americans view a poo bro i was molested in a basement by a group of adult neighbors the world didn't slow down for me not one goddamn second dude not one i had to reach down find the best version of me and get out there and kill it and get it done so I'm going to look back at you and go, yeah, bro, there's going to be struggles. There's going to be obstacles. But you left wherever you were to come here. And why? Because where you were is awful. And now your life is so easy and so boring that you've got to create problems out of thin effing air. Enough is enough. Ultimately, what you people are arguing for that want to take these things down is for no entertainment to be shown ever. This I'm done with this now. Liberals, I'm done with you. The fact that you guys now are the ones fighting for censorship makes me sick to my goddamn stomach, and it's why I've been leaving the party. Who who do you feel like? I mean, like who are the pe- who are the people who have really had an issue with this? Because I know there was the documentary, but like, what's the real catalyst of this? Because to me, what this feels like is somebody made a documentary, and at the end of the day, you're going to find somebody who will support anything. Somebody is there's always going to be somebody who's willing to say something. I don't. I, I think this is more of like. An outrage over like a, a, this the outrage. I don't know if it exists. This dominated my social media timelines yesterday. Dominated I, people it. saying that Apu's racist. Yes, it dominated. Dude, I've not seen this at all. This has dominated my social media timelines for two days. I waited two days to get into this two because I wanted to get my arguments together. This is ridiculous, and you pick the worst show of all time because everybody gets thrown underneath the bus in The Simpsons, and that's the point of the show. Homer is a stereotype. I, I think more than anything, the reason why it's a bad argument is that Apu isn't just a stereotype. Like, I mean, the, the character has 20-plus years of development. The guy's been to space. The guy's got a family. The guy's got all these different things where it's like... I, I, I understand the argument of like negative portrayals in media and how that affects how people feel about others. I, I, I get that, but this isn't a good argument. When the it. when the it's art not. form when the when the art form's hand drawn, it's probably okay to be misrepresented. Don't I know right then and there that it's not reality? It's hand drawn. It's a cartoon. Uh, I, I don't expect that. When did we demand? I guess this is what I want to know. This is why it makes me so mad. When did we demand 100% reality in entertainment? Expecting that is crazy. You'll never get it. And again, Bart Simpson, young boy, voiced by grown woman. Are boys going to then make a documentary about how, you know, Bart Simpson being voiced by a woman is going to make it harder to grow up in America as a boy? Dude, the world doesn't care about you, bro. It doesn't. 
And it's not going to stop because you have obstacles. Let me tell you. You know what I learned at four years old? That planet Earth is a big ball of out to get you. And if you don't keep your shoes laced up and running, it will mow you the F over. You have time to complain about this because of how easy it is to live in America today. Because everything's done with digital and click and this. Nobody works hard anymore. So you got time to daydream all day in your effing cubicle about how hard your life is. When in reality, do nothing is hard you're just bored and you're ruining stuff for the rest of us ultimately what you're arguing for is for entertainment to not exist it is crazy you are going to end so this guy like as a matter of fact this guy i'm following on on, on twitter he and now for full disclosure he's an african-american gentleman he's like r.i.p simpsons 1989 to 2018 is this is the first time you've noticed a stereotype in The Simpsons? Bro, then you're too stupid to present this argument as something that should be taken seriously. You are too dumb. It has literally been about stereotypes since the beginning of the show. Guys, I cannot believe the group of people that I have identified closely with my entire life are now the ones fighting for censorship. It is disgusting, and it's become now too much. Your lives are easy. You don't have any struggle. You don't have any real pain. You just sit in a cubicle and pounding on your keyboard all day. So you're bored and you're creating problems. And the problem is, is you were taking down serious and, and very creative and talented people. Matt Groening is one of the, I mean, dude, like, dude, think about the world without the Simpsons. Think about that. Dude, think about that. There's an hour-long documentary on YouTube that shows all the things The Simpsons predicted happening. The brilliance that comes out of that writer's room is unmatched anywhere in television. Anywhere. It is unmatched, unrivaled, anywhere in television. But we're going to go after it over a store clerk. Here's also the end of the argument, too. Let's not pretend that character doesn't exist. Because he does. I can go down Tusk today and find four. More Stansberry Show after you get hooked up at this $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword BANK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BANK to 200-200. Rock. 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two hits. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9, online for WRTK.com. If you missed me blacking out in the blind rage screaming about The Simpsons, that will be available in the podcast coming up at 10 a.m. at WRQK.com. It seemed like a lot of people listening to that agreed with my take and enjoyed it. I'm being told a guy, Mark, here, who I uh, interact with a lot on Twitter, says, you know, you should check out Brett Weinstein on this subject. He talks about how... Inside the left now, there's this whole new population of people that you can't be liberal enough. And no matter what you do, it's a race to find out how more liberal you can be than the next one. And that's how we're getting here. And Brett, obviously, a, um, a wildly intelligent college professor, he and his wife both, who have had students walk out of their class because they weren't playing to their their beliefs they were using fact instead of belief and like students got mad and like walked out of their class you should look into that um it was a pretty interesting take brett and his wife actually have some very interesting things to say about the social justice warrior culture and how ultimately what they want is okay but their actions are not and uh they have some interesting insight into that you should check brett and his wife out they're very very interesting people turns out one of our own matt fantone 
affected by Cambridge Analytica. Facebook alerted you just this morning, did they not? Yeah, just literally like during the commercial break got this information sent to me. And I'm on Facebook mobile, so I'm using the actual app. And I clicked on like the home icon to take you back up to the top of the screen. And this popped up, a little Facebook logo, and it says protecting your information in big bold letters. We understand the importance of keeping your data safe. We have banned the app. This is your digital life and others like it, which one of your friends have used to log onto Facebook. So I never used it. I, I have no idea what this is your digital life is. I'm going to assume it's like one of those personality tests, but I this is something which I never did. Which are you? Something like that, but I, I, I could be wrong But you on don't that. take those. I do not take those, have never used that. This is, And it even says which one of your friends used to, which use Facebook to log into. Okay. We did this because the app may have been misused. The, the app may have misused some of your personal Facebook information by sharing it with a company called Cambridge Analytica. In most cases, this information was limited to public profile information, page likes, birthday, and current city. You can learn more about what happened and how you can protect your data further by clicking on this website or clicking on the link below. And if you want no further interaction with that Facebook information, there's more work to do, but we will be committed to providing our com- confronting abuse and putting it in the control putting you in the control of your privacy all right do me a favor i want you to refresh your app again and tell me if that message stays because i think i had one of these earlier and i didn't read it and i just hit refresh on my phone again and it went away so i want to see if that's what happens with yours and then i'll know for sure Mm, still there it's still Still there there. okay i must not have gotten this now this is exactly what i was talking about the other day with this where i had predicted that you and i would be in this people this group of people a they say it was 87 million people the chances you and i could be in it pretty likely anyway on top of that i believe that cambridge analytica didn't do this blindly and that they were going to take certain companies in the country and be interested in affecting those people. And we worked for a very large media company. We both have that listed on our Facebook page. I could see us being targeted. I um I clicked on like the for more information, find out. And oh, it yeah. says like was my personal information in shared. Based on an investigation, you don't appear to have logged on with this is your digital life. Um, however, a friend of yours did. As a result, the following information was likely shared via This Is Your Digital Life. And then it says my public profile, page likes, birthday, and current city. So what's happening there, I think, if I'm understanding correctly, is one of your friends was using Facebook, used this app that they probably didn't know the name of to take a personality test, something, take something like yeah. it. You're friends with them, and through that app then gets access to your friend who used that app, yep. which would then lead them back to you, which is how you got affected through that. A small number of people who logged on via This Is Your Digital Life also shared the entirety of their news feed, timeline, posts, and messages. So I, it says, I, you know, you probably weren't one of those people, but it does not say that you were not one of those people. So, like, I don't know what I mean. 87 million people. I just assumed once I, once I heard the number that I was in on it or that I was part of it. Yeah, I mean, safe assumption. I mean, I, well, when it comes down to it, now at the end of the day, it's a public platform, and there's a little bit of me that's like, well, dude, I don't have any like privacy restrictions on my stuff, so it's not like this really matters well, to for me. You, dude, you're living your life above board mostly, right? You know what I mean? Like, dude, a lot of people well, listening to us right now are not. Well, a lot of people, dude, are cheating on their on their spouse. But, a lot of people are doing drugs. A lot of people are cheating on their taxes or doing something wrong at work. Now, the advice I'm going to give to you is that if you're going to live the, 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 the criminal lifestyle or something, or maybe not criminal, but something that you're trying to hide, being on social media is probably not the best bet. And maybe this will be a little bit of a wake-up call to people where it's like, hey, you know, for me as like a radio personality, you know, as, as, a, as a member of like in the public eye, I, I don't necessarily, I'm not like, oh my God. 
God, I can't believe that they found you know that they found this information out. But I understand for why other why other people why they feel like it's a very big deal. So like. You know what Facebook's going to let you do now, too, apparently, because they admitted that Mark Zuckerberg's able to do it. And so if he's able to do it, the rest of us should be able to do it, which I have always maintained is why I should be able to have more than 5,000 Facebook friends, too. Like, why does he limit it? Why do I have to have two separate pages, which I do now? I have a personality page and a personal page. And again, we would appreciate it if you pressed like on the uh, personality page, if you're going to still use Facebook, facebook.com slash the Stansbury show there. But um, they are now going to allow you to unsend messages. Basically, I believe if I read this right, you'll then be, if you pull up your Facebook Messenger yeah. and you go to type a message to somebody you haven't messaged in six months, when you when you type that message in and click send, it will then pull up every message you have ever sent back and forth with that person. Okay, so it leads to uncomfortable situations. And sure. I got a personal story that I, I can explain what I'm talking about. But you should be able to delete those conversations away from the app. I don't like the fact that it does that. Okay. Now, am I deleting? Okay, let's say me and you are having a conversation. I say something, you say something, I say something, you say something. Am I just deleting what I said, or no, am I deleting you, the whole thing? It's the history ah, on your end. Okay, it will still be, on, still their be end. on their end. Okay, because yeah, I was going to say that's not that's not right. No, that's not right. Okay. It would just delete the history on your end. Okay, but for me, I so St. Patrick's Day, you and I were out. Right, we were partying a little hard. Okay, well, I was. Not so much you. You had to drive and then work the charge game that night. But I drank quite a bit, right? And I got a little in the bag. So I got a little loose with the cell phone, right? I'm drunk. It's the middle of the day. There's women. I obviously want to take somebody's clothes off at the end of this night. And I was letting people know. And I was letting them know via text message, via Facebook message, versus every way possible, right? And so now there's this woman who I'll like talk to, and I have since then through Facebook Messenger about very simple things, about very non-sexual things. Like, just like, hey, you know, like regular stuff. And we're both just pretending like this thing that's out there, like this like four, five, six message of us like sexting back and forth together didn't happen, and it's not there. And yet every time she sends me a message about something else, I see this thing where she tells me this thing she wanted me to do to her, and I see it. And it's like, it's now there, and I want it gone. I don't want to have to think about the fact that we I was doing that. But if she still has it, you know what I mean? What is that? Re- it's just for like a little bit of like comfort, a little comfort blanket there of like, oh, I don't have to look at it. Why can't I have a comfort blanket? I, I, I guess. To Why me, don't I get a safe it, it, space? Unless you're, really, unless you're really deleting the entire conversation on both ends. Well, here's why. is because I would imagine most people are going to do that. Like when if most people are going to delete their, their, their conversations after you're done having it. Like nobody, I mean, people don't like try to keep that stuff on their phone, like legitimately, right? Like, unless you want to use it for evidence against somebody, but like normally you just like, all right, I'm going to delete all these messages out of here. But Facebook, it just, dude, there's stuff in there that goes back years. Like I went back and I read a thread between me and somebody I know that goes back legitimately five years where the messages are still in there that I don't like. And if he's able to delete his out of there, then why can't I do it with mine? Why is it important you need him in there? And why is that? And the answer is, of course, because they wanted Cambridge Analytica to know what's in your messages. They wanted them to know. That, that I believe that Zuckerberg probably opened the door and allowed this to happen. Either that or he just didn't, wasn't paying close enough, enough attention to what was going on inside his operation and it happened. But ultimately, I think he probably was in on it. And that, that's, what, that's part of the reason why everything's more difficult. You ever notice, dude, it's impossible 
at least the last time I tried, it's impossible to delete more than one of your Facebook friends at a time. You have to do it all singularly because they'd rather have you click unfollow versus unfriend. Why? Because they want to brag about the amount of people that are using their site and the amount of connections are made through that site. And if the rest of us had the average amount of friends that we would really have, which would be 10 versus 300, 500, 1,000, whatever it is you may have, that their app doesn't look as powerful as they want it to look. It's all about the connections made. And, dude, like, I think there's going to be a price to pay for Mark Zuckerberg here. I think there's going to be a little bit, like, you're too big for your britches, we're out to get you, and I think something may end up happening negatively for him. Now, that may be a little too idealistic. We'll remain to see. More Sansbury Show and a chance at Poison and Cheap Trick Tickets. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansbury Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. I'm Rock 106.9. We have uh, some Poison and Cheap Trick tickets to pass out. I'm a huge Cheap Trick fan. I want to go to that. Do you know what else happened in the rock world today? Or music not. world, I should say. I don't know if I would call it rock. Does April Tenth matter in rock history? Tell it, me what happened. It does. Tell me what happened. <laughs> that is so funny. I, uh, Dude, it turns out that the Fleetwood Mac reunion tour yeah, not going to be so much of a reunion. Really? Lindsey Buckingham is leaving the band. He's not going to do the reunion tour. Um, yes, you'll see this headline all over today. Lindsey Buckingham's going to go his own way. Um, ah, obviously, ah. <laughs> obviously, the writer and uh, and the vocalist behind Fleetwood Mac's big smash hit "Go Your Own Way" was Lindsey Buckingham, which actually was about. He and Stevie Nicks living together and Stevie Nicks sleeping with another member of Fleetwood Mac Slut. is why he wrote Go Your Own Way. Um, that entire band, that's all they did. Was just do bang drugs, each other. Was do drugs and bang each other. It was two couples and just one random dude. Like eventually, and Mick Fleetwood, who was like the one random dude, slept with both the chicks in the band. It's a good way to live your life, I guess. Well, they always made the argument, dude, we're on the road. Well, what else are you, you going to do, I mean? man? Like, we're yeah. all we're sitting around high as balls, dude. I mean, what else you want us to do? It was the 70s. Just blowing coke lines just a mile long. What else am I supposed to do? So as a guy who was excited to go to this show, yeah. I was like, well, that kind of sucks. I'm not going to get Lindsey Buckingham, who's important. He is. He sings a big portion of the catalog. He's important. I, 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 that's one of those bands. I mean, didn't they all kind of sing at some some point or another? Well, yeah. I mean, Christine McVie sings. Lindsey Buckingham sang. Uh, Stevie Nicks obviously sang. Those are your those okay. are your three vocalists. Right. It was uh, so it was always the same dude throughout it all. Pretty much, it was Lindsey Buckingham. Yeah, okay, singing. So what they have decided to do, and this is actually pretty cool. Is if you're not going to have Lindsey Buckingham, what they're going to do is to fill in for the vocaling to sing will be Neil Finn from the Talking Heads, which would be kind of cool. Okay. And then to play the guitar, and this is actually honestly, I've seen Lindsey Buckingham, and I've seen this guy too, but this is a great idea because I this was when Tom Petty died, I was just as bummed about the fact that I was no longer going to see Mike Campbell play the guitar because Mike Campbell is the lead guitar player for Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. He is easily. Miles and away, the most underrated guitar player in the history of the world. And dude, the hooks that that Mike Campbell wrote for Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers are undeniable, and nobody knows his name. Hence the definition of underrated. That's Mike Campbell, and so Mike Campbell is going to take over the lead guitar role for Fleetwood Mac. So now, 
at, when I first heard the news, I was like, man, I'm kind of bummed out. Now, honestly, Fantone, I think I'm more excited. Is this, I mean, at the end of the day, you could have asked me yesterday, like, is is this dude still in Fleetwood Mac? And I'd be like, I didn't even know this guy was still alive. So, like, I, it, it is, is it, I mean, is it still like the full band or is there just one member up there? Or no, like, they're, they were putting the band back together. Band back together. See, all of them are still alive? Which, oh, yeah. Okay. Which, well, are they all still alive? Is John you, John McVie might not be alive. And they're 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 they're, I put, don't know. they're putting the guy from the Talking Heads up there. Like I really like the Talking Heads, but I don't know if I can. Well, you're you're going to get some Talking Heads, I think. Okay, which would be cool. It just does not feel like the singer of Talking Heads. And now I'm just looking at it from the perspective of like the songs I know and like the styles I know. It doesn't seem to me that those two are going to collide very well. I would like, agree. At first, I thought that part was weird. I did. But I think it might work out. All right. And when I saw Fleetwood Mac, I think I saw him in 07. I was with my buddy Rodney. And they had Stevie Nicks, but they didn't have Christine McVie. Okay. And for most people, Stevie Nicks is Fleetwood Mac. But I was always partial to, to Christine McVie's portion of the catalog. She's saying, you make love and fun and like that kind of stuff. And that's when I really, I really like Christine McVie a lot. And her and Lindsey Buckingham had just done a tour together, so I don't think the issues with those two, it must be him and Stevie again. They've had problems their entire life. At this point, to me, I understand you've had had problems, yeah, you've had problems in the past, and obviously in the 70s when everyone was doing a bunch of coke, but dude, you guys are 70 now, and like, do you want the paychecks or not? And I guess that's what it boils down to, is this dude must not want the paychecks enough, because like, dude, it's a closing window here, like, make your money, give, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm sure you have plenty of it, but like, you've got, got, well right, but you also had a drug problem, so like, you have the opportunity here to do this, how what could what could possibly be that important at this age, at this stage in your life where you're not like, dude, I don't care. I don't I don't care about anything. Dude, I'm 35 and I literally care about nothing anymore. And it's just like, yeah, fine. If that's what we gotta do to make money, then fine. Who cares? What I yeah, what it's I don't 70. Just do the Motley Crew thing. Yeah. What Motley Crew did to solve their problems on the Red White and Crew tour was Vince Neal and Tommy Lee have hated one another since 1985 like dude they have hated one another for years which is weird because they were the friends that were friends like back in the high school days right. like they those two were buddies but those two have hated one another for decades and so what they did was Nikki Six went to them both and said guys we're millionaires and we're about to be multi-millionaires from this tour alone I'll get you a bus, yeah. Tommy. And Vince, I'll get you a bus. And then you never have to see each other outside of sound check and the show. Outside of that, stay away from you. have your own dressing room. You, don't you have, have your to, own bus. You don't even have to talk to each other. Just play through Kickstart My Heart and you're gonna be fine, dude. You don't even you don't even have to like talk. We're like Dan and I have to talk. Like right. there's no way we can just go out there and just do a show. But like, dude, if you're in well, the crew, you can play girls, girls, girls and get the hell off stage. More importantly, than, like, dude. What's important is, like, you and I have to talk before the show starts. Yeah. Which, if you didn't like somebody, that's one would be hard. Once you turn the mics on, it's like, all right, uh, let's talk about, yeah, you know, we'll uh, uh, the president will be fine. But if you couldn't speak to one another before the program or after it or during commercial breaks because you hate one another, that's where that would get really difficult. But just take a separate bus and be done yeah, with it. Just get up there, play you the get, chain, and let's dude, go home. Here's what I'll tell Fleetwood Mac, and I'll tell every artist this. You know, there was a time where you would have taken the problem that's driving you out of Fleetwood Mac, you would have taken that problem if I would have told you it would have led to Platinum Records. 
And the only person you're screwing over now is your fans. You're not hurting the other members in the band. You're hurting your fans. So, dude, just get out there, bury your problems, and sing the songs they want to hear and do the tour. Grow up. How hard is it? You're 70. You can't get to... I mean, dude, seriously, what is? what were you fighting about? Did somebody reach into the cooler and take the last insurer? Like, what the hell is the problem? But I do like the fact that they reached out to Mike Campbell, because Mike Campbell, again, in my estimation, is easily the most underrated guitar player the rock world has ever seen. Thank God we don't play Fleetwood Mac. The rock mother coming up next. The chain. Dude, when I first started at MMS... Yeah. People would throw beer bottles at us when we would do bar events because they didn't like the radio station. Like that's how people forget how bad that radio station really was when I first started there. Now, luckily, we fixed it. We turned it around. But dude, they would play like the chain into Enter Sandman. Like it just sounded. I mean, dude, it sounded so crazy. That station sounded so crazy when I started there in '99. It was. I mean, it was like upside down. It's a. I mean, obviously, it's been seriously fixed since then. But man, that was that was really weird. As a guy who loves Fleetwood Mac, I agree with you that you should not be doing things like that. Not as the rock mother. No. You're shot at poison and cheap trick tickets right now. We'll take caller number 20 at 1-800-243-7625 on those. Get you hooked up with $1,000 next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106. A huge artist in the rap hip-hop world known as Drake. And his song is called Nice For What is the name of this? There it is. I want to know who my representing it here tonight. Hold on, hold on. I keep letting you back in. How can I explain myself? Very confusing start to the song here. Should start right there. Louisiana. Like right there is where it should start. Murder on the beat. Something for y'all to cut up to, you know? Yeah. Everybody get your roll on. I know Shorty and she doesn't want no slow song. Had a man last year, life goes on. Haven't let the thing lose, girl, in so long. You been inside, know you like to lay low. I've been people what you bring to the table. Working hard, girl. I gotta give Drake this, dude. Like, if he he is the perfect example of why when somebody steps out from one art form to another, why we should not look at them and go, really, the guy from this is now gonna try this? Like, this kid was in a wheelchair on a Canadian TV show, at like the like some high school drama about smoking weed and getting girls pregnant, and you like we would we laughed at this when it first came out, and now he's like one of the biggest rappers in the world. While he's in the middle of the verses here, though, drop the vocalist out of the beat. There. I agree. Like, it's getting a little bit too confusing of like, I'm trying to listen to what he's saying, but he's got too much stuff going on. In that I background. agree with that. I kind of like that. Yeah, that was cool. The beat's great. That's a real one in your reflection. Without a follow, without a mention. You really 
piping up on these You gotta be nice for what to these I understand, you got a hundred bands, you got a baby bands, you got some bad friends, high school pics, you was even bad then, you ain't stressing off no love Whoa. I don't know if you should be saying that. What was that? High school pics, you were even bad then. Jeez. You know what I mean? Nah, you probably really shouldn't be saying that. Like, remember, I remember you and I talked about this once, where Tracy Lords had like lied about her age to get into yeah. pornography, and there's videos online and porn sites of her being under the age of 18 having sex on film. And it's like, dude, technically, that's child that, porn. That, yes, that 100% is, is child pornography right there. And yeah, dude, I mean, I, 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 I understand that Like, you look back and you're like, oh, man, that girl was hot. But like, you can't, I don't know, you can't necessarily start putting it through the filter of like, man, that 15-year-old it's hot. Like, yeah. you know, that's, a, that's a bad look for anybody. Nah. You got a hundred bands. You got a baby bands. You got some bad friends. High school pics. You was even bad then. You ain't stressing off no lover in the past tense. You already had them. Work at 8 a.m. Finish round five. All down. You don't see them outside. Yeah, they don't really be the same offline. You know dog days. You know hard times. Doing overtime. I agree with you, though, dude, because, like, he's got this woman singing the hook in this background where it's like, dude, if you use her sparingly, the hook's great then. Yeah, I mean, I just can't keep up with what you're saying because I'm just, I'm distracted by what's going on there. She's a side dish, dude, and you've given me more mashed potatoes than you have steak, and so, like, it makes me not want the mashed potatoes. Like, I, it's, yeah, he he's using her too much. In the past tense, you already had them. Work at 8 a.m., finish round five. All down, you don't see them outside. Yeah, they don't really be the same offline. You know dog days, you know hard times. Doing overtime for the last month. Saturday, call the girls, get them gassed up. Gotta hit the club, gotta make that jump. Gotta hit the club like you hit them, hit them, hit them angles. With your phone out, stopping like you Fable. And you're showing off, but it's alright. And you're showing off, but it's alright. It's a short life. See, uh-huh. why? Oh, is that the end? No. Oh. Why are they doing this now in rap songs? Watch the breakdown. That was dumb. Yeah, there was no real point that to was that. Du- that was uh, dumb. That was stupid. I mean, I understand a bridge. Like, I get that, but that wasn't a bridge. That was just like an abrupt, like, oh, now we're moving you. That was dumb. He's got a cool cadence. He's got a cool voice, but... Too much her. Too much a lot. Gotta hit the club like you hit them, hit them, hit them angles. It's a short life. You said you died for me. See, now, had I not had her throughout the entire song, that last part would feel like, oh, good. You're okay. Getting, give me just it. a little bit more yep. of this. I get a little bit more of it, and it would have been done. But by the end of it, it's like, dude, I'm tired of her. That's a uh, new Drake. Nice for what? Fans, don't give me your vote. It's a turd. 
Um, there were parts of it I liked. I felt like the beat was cool. And like I said, I think Drake has a cool voice and a cool cadence. Um, but there was just way too much stuff going on in the song. There was no real chorus to it. So, like, there's no way that becomes a, a mainstream success with that much chaos and no chorus. So I'm calling it a turd. I think they'll fix some of that and they'll probably take out some of that stuff you and I had an issue with, like the, like that, that, that fake bridge at the end. I think you probably will. I know I was pretty critical while we were playing it, but there was more of that Drake song that I liked than disliked. New Drake, nice for what? I vote not a turd. Not a turd. We have new Kenny Chesney, get along. That's next on Rock 106.9. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's WIN to 200-200. Rock 106.9. I believe Kenny's coming uh, this summer. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, country music, dude. If you're not out there touring in the summertime, what the hell is wrong with you? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, dude, get your ass out to Blossom. I can't wait for that show. I love him, dude. Met a man wearing a t-shirt, said Virginia's for lovers. Had a Bible in his left hand and a bottle in the other. He said all your given is the sunshine in your name we both started laughing when the sky started to rain get along down the road we got a long long way to go scared to live scared to die we ain't perfect but we try get along That was a little long. Yeah. And not enough not enough rhyming going on in there perfectly. Yeah, that list, I don't know if necessarily works. Wasn't the best list. The upper hand, paint a wall, learn to dance, call your mom, buy a boat, drink a beer, sing a song, make a friend, can't we all now, get along? I will say, everything on that list is not a bad idea. I don't know about where the paint the wall came from. Like, that seems strange and a little forced. And the buy a boat, like, I agree, boats are great. My buddy's got a couple, and they're all, I love going on Lake Erie. But, like, there is something about where it's like where he tried to force buy a boat in there, it didn't work. Yeah, I think, I think what he's, he's going for there is, you know, paint a wall where he's like, if you're thinking about doing something, get up off your ass and do something. You know, if you want to make that, like, dude, I've always dreamed about buying a boat. You know, I've always thought about it. And that's something, then do I, it. That's something that I, that I kind of want to do in life is buy a boat. But, like, you know, I, I think at least that's what he's trying to get, you know, I just don't think he there. had the best list. Photoshopped or were her eyes really that lonely? Did she leave her hometown thinking she'd end up in LA? Did she break down in the desert and get stuck beside the highway? Get along. Well, she's on a billboard. She's doing all right for herself, right? I mean, like. You're applying logic to yeah, Santa Claus, okay. Matt. Desert and get stuck beside the highway. Get along on down the road. 
that starts. Yeah, it's it, it's it's a good course. Is he saying like get along, like telling you to get out of here, go move on, or is he saying get along like uh, I think it's both with with each other. I think it's both. I think it's I th- I think one. I think what he's trying to say here, and I may be reading way too far into it, but I think what he's trying to say here is one leads into the other. That if you learn to get along with one another, you will then move along. You'll be able to move along. And dude, there's no reading too deep into Kenny Chesney lyrics. This is this is this is like this is this is what we're supposed to be reading deep into. It's New Turn Tuesday. Well, he's a well. There's something ridiculous about He knows how to make songs, though, dude. Oh, yeah, dude. He knows how. He can construct a hit, man. Um, and very much a song that, uh, whether people buy into it or not, people want to say they're buying into it. You know what I mean? Like We need it right now. Yeah. We all get along. Although, I always think about this, and especially with these, you know, SJWs, the social justice warriors, it's like, dude, how long ago did Pay It Forward come out? And six months after that movie came out, everybody was right back to being crappy to one another. (laughs) I mean, it's just the way it is. Why do you feel like this, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like country artists have kind of started doing this, like Jason Aldean after Las Vegas just did like one of those, like, man, can't we all just, you know, come together and blah, 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 blah. Why is it that's received better than like, you know, if somebody, if, if, if a, if a hippie, a long haired hippie was like, man, can't we all just get along? We look at them like, oh, dude, what are you talking about? Where this I think is more well received in your, in your, um, in your setup is the long haired hippie a celebrity too. Yeah, I mean, you know, okay. yeah, I mean, you know. So your argument is that country artists are taken more seriously on this than like a rock artist. I, I feel like it's just it's just viewed a little bit differently for some reason. Where like the message of can't we all just get along is nothing new, but like Kenny Chesney says it, and all of a sudden people are like, yeah, that's that's the answer. The, there's so much values based content in their music that I think that that's why people then will accept it from them. So uh, Kenny Chesney says it. Yeah, because you have other good songs. I know Rodney King's not an artist, but like Rodney King says it, and everyone's like, "Oh my god!" I yeah, I think there okay. is a little bit of that. Okay. I think there's so much values based okay. stuff in their content. We should have listened to Rodney King. Right. Like I'm, I'm saying, that. I can just imagine <laughs> myself saying, "Well, can't we all just get along?" And people be like, "Oh, dude, how naive and idealistic libtard. are you, libtard?" Yeah, you, you know? are right. That is, that's there. When you die, the keys to heaven can't be bought. We still don't know what love is, but we sure know what it's not. Sometimes you got to get along down the road. We got a long, long way to go. Scared to live, scared to die. All right, you know, dude, I can't believe I didn't write myself out for this earlier. But as we're playing a country song, the new Kenny Chesney, get along. You know what I did? What'd you do? You kick the dust up? I did kind of kick okay. dust up. Okay, you get the thing stuck? I did. Put I a dipper in one dude, time, I say, come on. Some dust was kicked up in my apartment Tell yesterday. Tell me what happened. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> I, so, I, so I've lost some weight, right. right? And so through that, I need to buy new clothes. Some new clothes, anyway. Some of my golf shirts, the two X's still fit. But in T-shirts, like I'm pretty much down to an XL in most T-shirts now. And so I bought not one, but two Eric Church t-shirts. Oh, there you go. Those are the first time. Like, I have, dude, I have a thousand rock band t-shirts, but it never occurred to me to like buy a country artist t-shirt that I like. 
And I was on eBay searching for shirts the other night, and I ran across two of them, and I was like, well, I kind of like that design. It's <laughs> thing so, you know, they showed up yesterday, and I was like, oh, yeah, now i got to wear these. Stands for get a belt buckle next. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, I am. Love the upper hand. If I said give love the upper hand, if Jimmy Kimmel said give love the upper hand, dude, it would be slaughtered. I mean, just like, just like, oh my god. That's fair. Give love the upper hand. It would be rightfully criticized by if it had to come out of Jimmy Kimmel's mouth for how snarky he is about one side. He's not really about love. He's about demonizing one side and propping up another. Maybe Jimmy Kimmel not the best example, but you take my point. I think it's because of how much values-based stuff is in their music. It's always, I've always made the argument why their music is better, why people accept like the, the, the references that are in country music versus the references that are in rap music, even though they're not always great in country, and it's because they actually sound like they're going to marry the chick. Not like it's not, Dude, you never hear Kenny Chesney or Tim McGraw talk about how the girl has to sleep with them and all their friends. There's never Tim McGraw's never had the can all my homies have some too, and so it's like that's why the music is received better and considered to be you know faith based, values based, and like more pure than rap music. It's because well, ultimately it really is, even though there is some references to sex and drugs in it. There's new Kenny Chesney, get along, Fantone, give me the vote, buddy. Not a turd. It's a pretty easy hit record right there. Not a turd. Yeah, I would have to agree. Kenny knows how to make a hit. That's a hit. Not a turd. Not a turd. We have new Mike Shinoda and then locally Front Porch Lights. You'll get them both next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. From Lincoln Park, this song's called Crossing a Line. They'll tell you I don't care anymore. And I hope you'll know that's a lie. I don't know how to warn you for what I'm gonna say. How is this not a chain smoker song? You know what I'm saying? Like this already sounds well, like I was I mean, gonna say what's the difference? I, I guess. Cause you're holding so tight to what I'm taking away. I got demons inside me, so I'm faced with a choice. Either try to ignore them or I get them a voice. Always with the demons inside. They're always coming for you. Well, they're haunting. They're haunting. They are haunting. I believe the demons are crawling through his skin. Oh, is that what's happening right now? They're, they're crawling through his did skin. Did he design the rhyme to cross the line? I think he did. Give them a voice. And it's keeping me up at night. Worried it's not all right. Holding all right, before we even get to the rest of it, before we get to the end of it, yeah. first thought is... Had you not told me Mike Shinoda from Lincoln Park, I like it more. This is where the expectation game comes mm-hmm. into play here. I expect a certain standard. Now, I don't know why. I haven't listened to the last two Lincoln Park albums that came out, so I have no idea what they've been sounding like. I know the audience hated the last one so much, Chester killed himself. That to, to where they've obviously had a departure from like what their original sound was. But like I have an expectation of what I expect from Lincoln Park, and unfairly, I am going to place that at Mike Shinoda's feet. It's not all right. 
I mean, what's like? I mean, do you might as well be Nick Jonas? Yeah, I mean, right? I mean, you might as well be. You're not rap. You're not doing the rap rock thing. You know what I'm saying? Nor are you rocking. Yeah, I mean, why isn't this a Chainsmokers song? Exactly. And boy, oh boy, like I always liked Mike Shinoda and Linkin Park because I thought it was like a cool element to the band. Um, but him by himself, like you can just hear it. It's like, dude, you're not that good of a singer. You're really, I mean, like you just sound like a dude up there singing right now. He's not going to blow you away. Right. I mean, like you can see why Chester was the star of this band. Would Linkin Park fans even know that was him? I, I mean, I consider myself a Linkin Park fan, and if I had not known that, it, it doesn't. It, there's nothing about it that like hits me with it. You know, you would have had to told. You would have had to have told me that this was Mike Shinoda, for sure. Like, remember that Fort Minor thing? Yeah, you knew that was him. It yes. sounded like him. This is just, and I guess it's because he's not rapping. And it's, he is singing the chorus. It just it just makes everything very clear. I'm like, Oosh. yeah, that could be true. He's got nowhere to hide. You know what I mean? Yep. You got nowhere to hide. You know, it, it, it's like a it's like a you know like with an athlete, like a basketball player. When you send the guy out there, when you send Kevin Love out there, you know he's got deficiencies on the defensive end, and that way you can hide him behind somebody who's better, Jeff Green. Where like there's nobody for Mike Shinoda to hide behind right now. There's no like there's yeah. there's there's no one giving him a break. It's a cool song. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's, it's cool. Okay. But it sounds like Nick Jonas to me. Or whoever. I feel weird judging anything this guy does for two years. I mean, dude, he lost his business partner and like a bandmate. And so, dude, your art is going to be all over the map for a while, dude, until you get it figured out. It just is. Like, he's got emotions, dude, and he's a creative person. He's trying to get them out. And so, like, dude, I don't want to judge it harshly, but I think his art's going to be all over the map for a little while. That's new Mike Shinoda. The song's called Crossing a Line. Phantom, give me the vote there, buddy. It's a turn. I'll go ahead and judge it harshly there. Um, the thing I will say about that song, and I just wonder what it would have sounded like as a Linkin Park song, instead of Mike Shinoda just taking his idea and just kind of get, being able to, you know, 
only only get his own opinion and write it himself. I wonder what it would have been like had the band been there, had Chester been there, because I think that could have turned into something with you know Chester screaming crossing the line and Mike Shinoda having a little bit more stuff to hide behind. I think that could have been all right, but but as it stood, dude, that was a turd. The juxtaposition between those two guys was oh very very good, and you're not getting it there. But I am uh, I'm going to disagree yet again though. I think uh, crossing a line was half a turd. Eh, it's half a turn. Not great. Not bad. Yeah. I think actually for a Mike Shinoda swing, not the worst thing I've ever yeah. heard. We have a local here uh, who's they will be opening up for Dave Matthews at the Agora on the 20th. From what I've been told, tickets are sold out for that. Um, Front Porch Lights is the name of the artist, and the song is called All of My Money. It's not country to me, but it is hard to put it into a genre. Yeah, I, I, I was saying earlier this morning that like I, I didn't want to say this because I, I know Connor and I think he's going to take it the wrong way, but easy listening is kind of how I peg it, but In- that sounds wrong. Indie rock? You know what I mean? That That's, sounds like we're calling it annoying. Well, I mean, like you at the end I mean? of the day, though, I think it is what, you know. It, that it, is, it is what, what it, it would is. fit under, yeah. Production value is a little off, but it's a local artist, and our studio's not the best, so like, maybe it's us. It could be us. <laughs> Absolutely, it could be us. But that's the hardest part about making a record as an artist. When This is why when people demonize music, like music producers, I just laugh at you because you don't know what you're talking about. You need them. They are massively important music producers. Like Everybody always blames the producer, which is crazy. They're the ones that make the song sound great. And yeah, it's hard to produce a record. And so we always judge locals a little bit more loosely on that because I don't want to you know, rig them over a fine-tooth comb where if you're signed to Columbia yeah. and you can't get a producer, then that's a problem. I mean, these dudes aren't reinventing the wheel, but they're t- 
taking the formula and doing it well. You know what I mean? They're good at what they're doing. Like, if you listen to 91.3 The Summit or something like that, this is like, yeah, this is my jam. Well, it, you know what I mean? Like, makes sense. His mom was the his mom ah, was the sales manager of 87.7 The Sound. Ah. Yeah. song definitely has a soundtrack feel to it. You know what I mean? Oh, a movie? Yeah. yeah. I would agree. Yes. But it's very much in the vein of, you know, all those kind of like guys that are on my 1017 that kind of sound like that. You know, they, like this guy on Twitter saying Gavin DeGraw and yeah, um, John Mayer. John sure. Mayer. Sure. Like all any dude, any one of those guys. I mean, it kind of has that feel. And that's the way his last band was, too. I knew that. So, you know, I was kind of expecting this, but. Out of Lakewood there, it's Front Porch Lights, All My Money. They're opening up for Dave Matthews at the Agora on the 20th. Tickets, however, I believe are sold out. I don't know if they're going to release any more last minute or, or not. They might. I don't know. I haven't been told. But uh, that's new Front Porch Lights locally on New Tur- Tuesday. Phantom, give me the vote there. Not a turd! Um, you know, not exactly my cup of tea, but I definitely hear it, hear it and I hear it sound right. And I think that, you know... You give you give an artist like that a little bit more time and a little bit more development, and I mean honestly, that uh, that 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 sound had it had what that audience looks for. So I say not a turd. I'm glad you voted that way because I didn't want to be guilty of of going not a turd because I know his family and right. I'm, I'm friendly with his family. But I, you know, having heard his previous band, hearing this band, I believe Connor has something, and I believe there is that 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 moment for him may be coming. Like that moment, like I could see him being something that kind of breaks out. All my money from front. Porch lights. I'm gonna vote that not a turd. Not a turd. Yay. Teresa will then get you hooked up with another thousand dollars. That's ten ten this morning. Aside from that, Fantone and I are done. We'll be back at it live tomorrow morning, six a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great afternoon. See ya. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9.